are so happy to have you watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. And I want to minister to you today on some very important things uh, in relation to being hopeless. You say, well, I'm not hopeless, but everybody, we all have friends who seemingly are hopeless. Uh, I had a friend recently really struggling and, and not doing well, not doing well in their thinking, not doing well in their job, not doing well with their behaviors and their conversation. And uh, my friend, she seemed to get increasingly more and more and more and more hopeless um, and, and really didn't see a future, didn't see any kind of possibility of change, didn't see any way to restore, or redeem anything. And, and uh, ultimately, the, the end of that journey of hopelessness, um, she wound up killing herself. And it was just a tragedy, and it was an unnecessary tragedy, but she lost her hope. And if you're struggling today with hope, uh, or feeling hopeless, please get on the phone or get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you. And one of the things that uh, Paul describes as genuine love is that genuine love always hopes. And that's what Jesus always does for us. He says there's always hope in Jesus. There's no situation, no hardship, no failure, no shortcoming, no difficulty that is hopeless in Jesus. In fact, Luke 1.37 says, all things are possible with God. And so well, I want to encourage you today, get on the phone. We want to pray for you. Get on the website. But with Jesus, nothing is hopeless. I, I heard of a book recently, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And that's so absolutely true. Jesus comes in where there seems to be no hope, and he brings it and turns it around and brings out redemption and something better than what they ever started out with. And I want to really encourage you today. We're going to be looking at seemingly a hopeless situation in the Bible. We're going to be looking at a couple women in Jesus' life. And we're looking at the woman in Mark chapter 5, verses 22 to 24, along in there, 34. Uh, we're looking at the woman with the issue of blood. And you say, what is that all about? Well, back in the day, uh, back in Jesus' time, um, there, you know, they didn't have obviously the access to medical facilities that we have and, and the knowledge and all these things. And there was a woman there who had a uh, bleeding. She was bleeding from her body. And I'm not just, I'm talking from a feminine, female way. She was bleeding from her body for 12 consecutive years. That's a long time. That's a very, very long time. And the Bible says that she continued to get worse and worse. She went to doctors. She spent all the money she had on doctors, and nothing helped. She continued to deteriorate. And you know as well as I do, after 10 years of continuous bleeding, and probably sometimes more, sometimes less, your body is pretty much trashed, and you are, are in a very hopeless situation. And she had basically and almost given up hope. And maybe you're watching today and you're having a, a physical problem that the doctors, in essence, have given up hope or you feel is a hopeless physical situation, a health issue that you just cannot seem to get any victory. It feels hopeless. You've tried everything. You've talked to all the doctors and you just there, there just seems to be no breakthrough. Please get on the phone. We want to pray for you. Get on our website. We like to pray for you and we see Jesus do amazing things. And that's exactly what this woman did. She was basically in a hopeless situation. And when you read in Mark chapter 5, verse 22, it says, One of the synagogue officials, so this is a Jewish leader, he came to Jesus. His name was Jairus. 
And he came to Jesus and said, hey, my little girl at home, she's about 12 years old, she's on death's door. She's really, really sick, and I would like for you to come and heal her. Raise her up, restore her. Be who you are, Jesus. Be the healer. And so Jesus was starting to go with Jairus, the, the Jewish leader, to his house to heal this little 12-year-old girl. And it's interesting, there's a bit of a contrast here, and I want you to kind of catch this, because as he's going, the woman with the issue of blood, the older woman, she's been bleeding for 12 continuous years. There's a big crowd around Jesus, naturally, because Jesus is totally cool. If you could get around Jesus and, and, and like bump up next to him in a crowd, I'd be the first one. I'd be like pressing in there, you know, hey, just hang out and grab his elbow. Hey, could we take a little walk here? You know, just to press in and be around Jesus. Jesus is totally popular, genuine Jesus. So this woman, the woman with the issue of blood, she hears about Jesus. And Jesus is going with Jairus to heal Jairus' daughter. The woman with the issue of blood hears about Jesus, and she presses through the crowd. Now, you probably have heard the story, and, and you might be familiar with it, and it's told in all, gospel, in all three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And this woman presses through the crowd. Now, I want you to catch a couple things that are going on here that you might not have thought about. This woman with the issue of blood, understand that according to Mosaic law, the law under Moses, back in, you know, Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all of that law, by that law, it was illegal for her to be out in public because she had a continuous issue of blood. So for her to be in public was forbidden by the Mosaic law. And furthermore, she could have been stoned because she was violating, breaking the law. But yet she was in such a hopeless situation that she took desperate measures to try and get some victory, try and get some healing. She took her last shot. In essence, she took her life in her own hands and risked going out in public, risked touching Jesus. And she, it says, she thought to herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be well. She risked all of that. She risked being discovered. She risked being stoned because she was in such a desperate situation, a desperate need. And that's many of you today as well. You're in a desperate situation. You need Jesus. You need his intervention. You need his healing. You need his wisdom. You need his strength. And I want to encourage you today, get on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you because Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the redeemer. Jesus is the restorer. Jesus does repair us. Jesus does make all things new. And this woman took her life in her own hands and said, I'm going to take one last shot. And if I get exposed, if I get discovered, you know, they could stone me. And remember, Jesus is going with a Jewish leader, a leader of the law. And she's like, I don't care. I'm desperate. I've got to have some help. I've got to have some answers because I've done everything I know to do. I've talked to all the doctors. I've spent all of my money. I continue to get worse and worse and worse. I don't see any change in this situation. I'm desperate. And if they stone me, maybe that's just kind of the shortcut and get this all over with because that's where I'm going anyways. I'm dying at this point. So whether I get stoned or not, at least I'll try and have some kind of help one way or the other. And she presses through the crowd. She takes desperate measures. And she's so desperate, I desperately need Jesus. And you know, the fam family, I want to tell you, that's fundamentally true for all of us. We desperately need Jesus. Jesus. 
We need Jesus in our thinking. Sometimes our thoughts are yucky thoughts. We need, we have bad thoughts, unhealthy thoughts, feelings and emotions that we, that we tolerate and it's not good. And we need Jesus in our thinking. We need Jesus in our relationships. Sometimes we have unhealthy relationships. We need Jesus to come in and repair those things, restore them. We need Jesus in our physical body to touch our physical bodies where we have maladies and sicknesses and illnesses and weaknesses. We desperately need Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Fundamentally, he is the answer. In the very core of who we are, for our decisions, a purpose in our life, what are we called to do, all those things. We need Jesus. And this woman with the issue of blood, fundamentally, that's the conclusion she came to. I need Jesus. I don't know what else to do. I have no other hope. I have no other solutions. I have no other alternatives. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm going to the most desperate extreme measure I can possibly go to because I need Jesus. And what I love about this woman is she acknowledges that. She doesn't try and cover it up and, and do all this smokescreen stuff. She just says, yeah, I need Jesus. That's it. Ground zero. And you and me, we both need Jesus. <laughs> we need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus to be a good wife. I need Jesus, oh my goodness, to be a good mom. I need Jesus to be a good daughter. I need Jesus to be a good woman. <laughs> we desperately need Jesus. Whether we have an issue of blood and we're, we're, we're in a hopeless situation, or no matter if things are going pretty well, we desperately need Jesus in our daily living. And so this woman, she presses through the crowd she presses through and risks all of that discovery and stoning and all this stuff because she had faith and she believed. And she said, okay, Jesus, if I just touch the hem of your garment, I will be made better. And some of you making a phone call to us or getting on the website would be the same thing for you. It would be like pressing through, pushing beyond your unbelief, pushing beyond your, your excuses, you know, well, I don't want to do that. What are they going to think? You know, I'm not that bad. All these rationales that we come up with, pressing beyond all of that stuff, pick up the phone and call. We want to pray for you that Jesus would come into your situation, come into your life, come into your heart, come into those, those weaknesses, come into that sickness that we press in and we say, Jesus, I need you. Get on the website. We want to pray for you because we all fundamentally, <laughs> we just need Jesus. At ground zero, we're humans and we need Jesus. And that's what the conclusion was for this woman. I need Jesus. So she pushes through and she pushes through with faith. She doesn't push through with pessimism. Eh, you know, maybe this will work. Kind of rolling the dice, see how it turns out. She pushed through with faith. And she touched the hem of his garment. Right when she did that, it says that she could perceive in her body that she was well. <laughs> Can you imagine what that felt like? Put yourself in her shoes, sandals, if you want to call it. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, my goodness. Must have been some kind of charge or some kind of, whoa, some kind of rush into her body. The healing power from Jesus came in, touched her, changed her, transformed her. Oh, my goodness. For the first time in 12 years, there's a dramatic change. I understand something is significantly different. <gasps> you know, it just takes her breath away. And Jesus can do the same for you and me today. Get on the phone. Call right now. He's here and available. He's ready to help you. It's who he is and it's what he does. And when she perceived that she was better, oh my goodness, something happened in the crowd because 
Jesus became aware of her need. Discover the transforming power of Jesus through the very ordinary lives of women found in the Gospels. Learn how these broken and everyday women like Martha, Mary Magdalene, and the Samaritan woman encounter Jesus in their daily living and how you can too. For your gift of $25 or more, we'll send you Sarah's book, Jesus Chicks, and the accompanying two CD set, which includes four teachings that will help you connect with Jesus in a powerful and relevant way. We will also send you Sarah's booklets, Jesus is God's Selfie and What to Do in a Crisis. For your gift of $50 or more, we will include the new Spirit-Filled Life Bible for Women. This Bible beautifully presents the rich and timeless truths of God's living Word with wisdom from more than 100 of the most respected women in the body of Christ. Call or click today for this encouraging resource. My goodness, we are so totally, totally pumped because we want you to come with us to these two countries. I'm serious, you need to just, <gasps> hold your breath a second. Italy and Israel. Oh my goodness. We're going to Italy and Israel, mom. It's gonna be phenomenal and you don't wanna miss it. We get to do all kinds of ministry times, prayer walking. We get to do a worship service on the Sea of Galilee. <gasps> That's Who gets awesome. to do that? Where, and what else are we doing, mom? Well, I tell you, we will see Masada, Masada, I think, is an experience. And also the upper room, the garden tomb, we're going to take communion. Is that awesome? And in Italy, oh, we will go to Venice, my favorite city. We will go to the Vatican, and we have a day trip to Florence. Oh, I want you to go with me. These are places I have been many times, but I'm going to tell you, they are also my favorite. And I want you to go with me to my favorite places. I'm extremely excited about this teaching, specifically this teaching on Jesus Chicks, but what's really exciting to me is that I have this awesome two CD series for you today. Oh my goodness, you totally want to get this because not only is this teaching here on the women of the issue with blood, not only is this on this, but also a couple other of the chicks in Jesus' life. So get on the phone, get on the website. This CD series will be a tremendous blessing in your life and help you in your walk with God. And so I encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. This will be a tr great, great resource for you. And when we think about the woman with the issue of blood, she presses in through the crowd and she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. She's thinking in her mind, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, and she does that. And right when she touches the hem of his garment, it says that he, Jesus felt power or virtue go out of him, and he stops. <laughs> he stops the whole crowd. Remember, he's going to uh, minister and heal a little 12-year-old girl. Here's this older lady who's been sick for 12 years. He stops the whole crowd and says, who touched me? <laughs> and his disciples, I love what his disciples do. They're like, are you nuts? Are you crazy? This is a massive crowd. Everybody's touching you. The more appropriate question is, who is not touching you? And Jesus says, no, this is a different touch. This is a touch of faith. And he stops the whole crowd. And I believe one of the reasons why Jesus does this is because if you remember, this woman, it was illegal for her by Jewish law to be in public. And so he stops the procession, the whole crowd, and he singles her out to expose the miracle because now she is, it is publicly legal. It's legal for her to be in public. 
and he stops and exposes the miracle. She doesn't have to be shamed. She doesn't have to live kind of, you know, on the sidelines or hidden or tucked away out of society. She can come out into the middle of public day and be whole and well, have regular normal interactions with people without any of the boundaries, judicial law, Jewish law, any of that stuff. Oh my goodness, she's completely whole and well. And he restores her, not only in her physical body, but in her social relationships, in her position in society. Jesus heals her in such a magnificent way. And again, I just encourage you, hop on the phone, grab this CD series. This will be a huge blessing in your life to help you understand how Jesus wants to connect with you. This is called Jesus Chicks. It's a two-set CD series. It will be hugely, hugely uh, blessing to you. And you know, when we think about this woman, and there's an interesting contrast here between Jairus's daughter, who's 12 years old, and this woman with the issue of blood, who's been sick for 12 years. And these two women are in very hopeless situations. Uh, the little girl, she's about ready to die. And if you think about it, she's got her father interceding on her behalf, coming and, and asking Jesus, please come and heal my little girl. Her father is a Jewish leader. He understands the law and, and he is in essence her advocate, steps in the gap and, and really uh, beckons Jesus, come and, and, and compels him, please come, my daughter's really sick on her deathbed. And in the same way, in a little bit of a contrast, you have an elderly woman, an older woman, who has no one to intervene for her. She's breaking the law by being out in public and she is absolutely in the same situation, hopeless, but she's illegal. She has no advocate whatsoever. She's completely isolated. And yet Jesus is the healer for both women, a little girl who is destitute and an older woman who has no hope in her life. Both, both situations completely hopeless. And Jesus has hope for you today. So no matter where you're at, no matter what your mindset is Jesus has hope for you. Why don't you get on the phone and call right now? We want to pray for you that you would know Jesus as not only your healer, but also your hope. And so when Jesus reaches out and, and, and or he acknowledges the touch from the woman with the issue of blood and she grabs the hem of his garment, he heals her and he heals her body and heals her social interactions, her ability to be in public without being afraid, without being scorned, without being humiliated, without being mocked, potentially stoned. And I love that he exposes the miracle. He's not going to let her slink away or kind of hide in the rest of the crowd, you know, morph into everybody else. He exposes the miracle because he's not into us being ashamed or afraid or not having healthy relationships. Jesus wants to heal us in, in the entirety of who we are, heal our bodies, heal our relationships, heal the way we interact with people. He wants us whole from the top of our head down to our toes. And he's on the way to heal a little girl, a little 12-year-old girl. And I'm telling you, there's no situation, no difficulty, no hardship that Jesus cannot heal, that Jesus cannot repair, that Jesus cannot redeem. That's who he is, and that's what he does. So please get on the phone. We want to pray for you. Get on the website. Maybe you're sick in your body. Maybe you've got some relationship challenges. Maybe you've got some failures and some shortcomings that you just can't seem to overcome. We want to pray for you. Get on the website. We want to pray for you that you would be, if you're a Jesus chick, <laughs> that you would experience the totality of who Jesus is. 
And on the way to uh, healing this little girl, a woman with the issue of blood, hopeless, gets her healing on the way as well. Jesus was uh, going in a different direction, and yet someone still got healed. And it may be that way in your life. You say, well, it doesn't seem like it's the right timing or the right season. It doesn't seem convenient. Sometimes we have these ideas that Jesus only heals in church. You know, you've got to be around all the right setting, you know, with the right music and all this stuff. But really, Jesus heals on a daily basis. Jesus heals on the course, on the day, on the road of your journey of your life. As you're walking along, as you're pressing into him, he heals you. Whether you're on your sick bed, deathbed, like this little girl who's 12 years old, he heals that. He heals the elderly. He heals the young. He heals the ones who have no hope, and this is kind of their last straw effort, like the woman with the issue of blood. He heals those whose parents, <laughs> whose parents intercede on their behalf. Jesus is the healer. That's who he is. And I just encourage you, this CD series will really help you see Jesus for who he is in your life as a healer, but in many other ways. This CD series is totally cool because it not only has the teaching about the woman with the issue of blood, but it also has a couple other teachings as well about women in Jesus' life, how he interacted with them, how they interacted with him, and how their lives were totally changed. So I just encourage you, grab this, get on the website, uh, call on the phone. And you know, this is really a great series, even for you to plug into your car when you're driving, taking your kids to school, or running them around on errands, all that stuff. This is a great way uh, for the Word of God to become active and alive in our daily living. And I know you'll see some things about Jesus in this teaching that you've never seen before. Because I believe that many of us, we've never even seen the, the contrast between these two women, this little girl and this old elderly woman. But when you think about it, as Jesus stopped and kind of uh, spotlighted this miracle with the woman with the issue of blood, they came to Jesus and said, it's too late. Jairus' daughter has died. It's too late. You can't help. It's over. Your chance, your opportunity, your window to heal her has, has passed. It's closed. There's no hope. It's over. You might as well just kind of forget it and keep on going. Then Jesus said, no, no, no. It's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late for me to come. She's just sleeping. And Jesus goes to Jairus' house, and he finds the little girl. And I want to say this to you. So many times in our lives, people tell us it's too late. Or we think in our minds, it's too late, I can't change, or it's too late, they can't change. The doctor's diagnosis says, oh, you have no hope, you've got six weeks to live, it's too late, it's over, your window of opportunity is closed, and there's no hope, it's, it's over. The time has passed, your opportunity has concluded, it's no longer available to you. And I want to say to you that with Jesus, nothing is too late. Jesus has timing that really goes way beyond what we have in the natural sense. His timing is perfect timing. And when he went to, to heal this little girl, he raised her from the dead, and she was completely well. A little 12-year-old girl raised from the dead, resurrection life. And really, what a powerful demonstration of Jesus' ability to come into our daily living and bring transformation. If you're watching today and you say, well, it's been too late. The window of opportunity has closed Oh, it's over. You know, can't, we can't do anything. Get on the phone and call. We want to pray for you right now that you would know it's not too late. With Jesus, <laughs> nothing is too late. 
get on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray for you. And remember, this is a great opportunity for you to get this wonderful teaching on a couple different women in Jesus' life and how he related to them, interacted with them, and how they were changed and transformed and that the very core desires of their heart were met because of who Jesus is. So grab your CD series, get on the phone. We want to pray for you. God has good things for you and no situation is hopeless with Jesus. Discover the transforming power of Jesus through the very ordinary lives of women found in the Gospels. Learn how these broken and everyday women like Martha, Mary Magdalene, and the Samaritan woman encountered Jesus in their daily living and how you can too. For your gift of $25 or more, we'll send you Sarah's book, Jesus Chicks, and the accompanying two CD set, which includes four teachings that will help you connect with Jesus in a powerful and relevant way. We will also send you Sarah's booklets, Jesus is God's Selfie and What to Do in a Crisis. For your gift of $50 or more, we will include the new Spirit-Filled Life Bible for Women. This Bible beautifully presents the rich and timeless truths of God's living Word with wisdom from more than 100 of the most respected women in the body of Christ. Call or click today for this encouraging resource. In her new autobiography, It's Not Over Until You Win, My Lifetime of Experiencing the Miracles of God, Marilyn Hickey shares about her long, eventful, and still ongoing journey of life, which made her a witness to many of the most significant and world-changing spiritual events and movements of the last 60 years. But she's been more than an eyewitness to that history. She's been a key participant, including becoming an essential part of the charismatic renewal movement and a pioneer woman in Christian media. Now, for the first time, she tells her remarkable story. Marilyn invites you to join her as she recounts her miraculous journey, transparently sharing details of her life and the processes God used to mold her into His servant. Along the way, you'll discover vital spiritual insights and principles that will inspire you to live your highest and best life. Find out why it's not over until you win. Get your copy of this life-changing inspirational book today. Fear is such an awful, awful thing to experience and to try and work around. I think about some times when I was afraid when I was growing up and things that I feared that weren't necessarily true or accurate or stuff that you just kind of like, wow, that makes me scared. And, and I really don't believe in any way, shape, fashion, or form that God wants us to be afraid. I remember when I was in college, my dad confronted me one night and he said, you know, Sarah, you're afraid. And if you run from fear now, it will follow you for the rest of your life. And clearly that was a very defining moment for me. It was coachable. My dad was awesome and God totally used him to help me. But I know that fear, God doesn't want us in any way, shape, fashion or form to be controlled or absolutely manipulated or dominated by fear. So if you're struggling with fear, why don't you get on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you. And you know, Mom, I know there's some good verses that speak to fear. Remind us of what some of those verses well, are. Jesus said, fear not, you know, for I'm with you. You know, so I think speaking to the fear itself is good. I'm not going to be afraid of fear because I have Jesus in me, the hope of glory. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. Speak to the fear. But I want to address this too. The fear of God is the beginning of right. wisdom. So to fear God and not to be lawless in this day, so many people don't fear anything. They don't fear leadership. They don't fear 
policemen, nothing. But the fear of God's leadership and who he's put in place is the beginning of wisdom. But today, if you say, oh, I have so many fears, I'm just overwhelmed with fear. Or I have loved ones who are just, oh, we're just caught in this terrible, terrible struggle of fear. Call us. We would just love to pray with you. Because we can come against fear. We can break the power of it in Jesus' name. Call right now. 